This is Fast Bible Teacher, a brief daily nugget of fresh Bible goodness from me, Pastor Frank Delala of the Savior Community Church in Rockland County, New York. We're continuing in Jude verses 12 through 13, where Jude describes the false teachers uh, under five headings. At least that's the way we're going to approach it here. So he writes, these are hidden reefs at your love feasts as they feast with you without fear, shepherds feeding themselves. And we left off talking about how they are shepherds feeding themselves. I want to give you uh, three things about false shepherds. First off, false shepherds hide themselves. So this falls under this, this part falls under the heading of hidden reefs, right? He says they're hidden reefs at your love feasts. And I talked a lot about this last time, but uh, something I want to point out, they are buried under water, right? It means they're present and they are dangerous. But the thing I didn't make clear last time, they are a hidden danger. And that's the point of this letter. Jude is seeking to expose them. Why? So that you can contend against them. Go back to Jude verse 3. That's the point. He wants them to contend for the faith. And that specifically means fighting these guys. But in order to fight them, you have to expose them. So false shepherds are by their very nature hidden. No false shepherd announces himself or herself. They don't say, listen, I'm going to teach you things that are contrary to Christian truth to try to shipwreck your soul and destroy your life. They're always hidden, which means means they're always hidden behind the false mask of being a true shepherd, someone you should uh, in general respect and um, not bring accusation against and not fight against, right? So that's their covered being a shepherd, but really they're, they're a wolf. And so uh, a hidden reef needs to be exposed and a false shepherd needs to be exposed because they're hiding themselves. Number two, false shepherds feed themselves. Now, this almost sounds like a good self-help tip, right? (laughs) Every pastor should feed himself before he feeds the sheep or something like that. It could almost sound like wisdom, but that's not how Jude uses it here. Not at all. It's entirely negative in the way that he uses it here. And uh, it's actually very literally, it's just themselves shepherding. And he probably has in mind something like Ezekiel 34, 2, uh, where it's written like this. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? And that's the point. You see, their participation in Christian ministry is self-satisfying and self-oriented. And for Jude, that is a huge indictment. They're not functioning to feed and lead and guide people to Jesus. They are using Christian ministry as a means of feeding themselves uh, by gaining wealth, by gaining power and importance in the context of the church. And it reminds us that serving in ministry is not ultimately for our own prosperity. It's not ultimately for feeding ourselves, whether it's feeding our pockets or feeding our ego or our self, uh, or a sense of self-worth or a sense of self-importance, but it's to point to the importance and worth of Christ. It is for His glory. Now, make no mistake, when you serve Jesus and you serve people, it will lead to your greater joy. It will be satisfying. It will uh, uh, enhance your experience of the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. But that only really happens if we're doing it for the glory of Jesus and for the joy of the people that we serve. Now, this goes for any level, any position of ministry that you serve in. 
So often you'll find people who are eager to do ministry in the local church, whether it's as a layperson or someone who's in vocational ministry in the local church, and it becomes all about them and their ego and what they get to do and the positions that they get to hold and the um, sort of importance that it brings to them. And this brings us to the third thing, that is that false shepherds are not patterned after Jesus. Where do we get our ultimate understanding of what a shepherd and a servant and a person serving in ministry uh, is to, to act like and look like? And what is their motivation? Well, of course, we look to Jesus. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep in John 10, 11. Verses 14 and 15, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And Hebrews is just looking at this at church on Sunday. In Hebrews 13, 20, uh, the writer of Hebrews associates Jesus' position as shepherd of the sheep with the blood that he spilt to establish the new covenant. He writes, Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant. And then he goes on. The point being there is he's the great shepherd by the blood. That's how he became the great shepherd because the great shepherd lays his life down. He doesn't feed off of the sheep. He feeds the sheep. For show links and notes for my Sunday Sermon Podcast, And for the big show, A Frank Discussion with Jan Jacobs, go to fastbibleteacher.com.